It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. It's Friday, folks. Welcome in. First of December, and it's busy. College football playoff weekend. We're going to make our pick six here in a minute. Championship weekend in the high school ranks as well. Already a few have won. And some news about Glenn Rogers Jr. That'll come your way here in just a little bit. And then the news on the eve. Well, to the, the what is it called? It's, it's the night before the eve of? I always forget that. There's a term for it. Somebody knows, text me. But it's the eve before the eve of the Memphis Ole Miss game. I, I tell you what, <clears throat> it's going to be a terrific ball game. Cissé comes back. Memphis's one weakness so far this year has been inside. Jordan Brown has really not been the guy that they thought. Malcolm Dandridge can block shots, but he has not been a rebounder, nor has he been consistent underneath. The one guy that has been, maybe Memphis will, because he can play from the outside, he can shoot threes, is Nicholas Jordan. Maybe they'll go that way. We'll see what Penny has up his sleeve. But this Ole Miss team is starting to get their act together. That'll be an interesting game. I'll be curious about what the line will be. That'll come out a little bit later today. But that is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, on the eve of the eve, before that game, it was announced Mikey Williams. He's got a good lawyer, folks. He was facing nine felony counts. And he got all of them removed but one. The, uh, the one count... He pleaded guilty to was uh, a count of criminal threat. So basically, he went from nine felonies to one criminal threat that will become a misdemeanor and a minor fine and community uh, work. I think 80 hours of service. That's what will come of this uh, after he definitely decided to plead guilty on the one count. Now, what does that mean for him? He's not playing here this year in, in Memphis. I, I would find that very difficult to believe. I think he's got to do the community service and do the time and go to the anger management classes that he has to go to. I think they'll all be done in San Diego. But when he's cleared from doing all of this in Next summer, he will then, I think, end up being a Memphis basketball player. He will be a commit, basically, for 24-25. We'll wait to see how all that plays out, but that seems to me what will end up happening in the case of Mikey Williams. So there is a, a good story ending for this kid, and he's a kid. He's 18 years old. He's made a bad mistake, finally, with good lawyers... He was able to see the light, make the plea deal, cop the guilty plea on the one that will become a misdemeanor, and will be able to play basketball. There was a story written, and I think we all quoted it. This was about a month ago. I can't remember if it was Yahoo Sports. I don't think it was The Athletic. But the uh, essence of that was that he was looking at like 30 years in jail for this. And to get basically community service, a small fine, and one count that will end up being a misdemeanor from what he was facing is pretty 
impressive, pretty amazing, and I hope he takes advantage of a second chance. I, I guess it'll be at Memphis. It doesn't matter to me. I hope, whatever it is, that as a young kid who gets a second chance, that he makes the most out of all of that. We'll talk NBA today with... Our friend Andy Schiffman, our agent in Chicago, the Grizz finally win that game, the in-season tournament, and the unintended consequence of point differential and the way folks were running up uh, games on uh, scores on folks. Uh, we'll get his take on that. Also, I'm going to ask him about Wembenyama, Zach Eady. Both are seven five. One's part of the new NBA. What kind of a place will Zach Eady have? And I still marvel at LeBron's longevity. And now he says he's going to skip whatever Laker game there could be if it's in conflict with Bronny's debut at USC. You know, I don't blame him, and I think he's earned that right. 20 years in the league, all that he's given to the league, he deserves a night off to go watch his son play. We'll uh, we'll get the take of Andy Schiffman on all of that. In the meantime, we do our thing we call Pick 6. Uh, I took five college football games and one outstanding NFL game that you got this week. Zach, um, I know I'm still 20 games over 500. You had a really good week last week. So let's let's keep the good thing going. Um, there's a couple of games here that I think are tough. But for the most part, I think this will go fairly easy, okay? Um Let's start with Georgia and Alabama, the SEC championship game, which um, that is that's that's like three thirty, isn't it? That game, yeah. So it's really right, like right after the Tiger game. You you can go if you're watching it on TV straight to that game. You won't miss a darn thing. Georgia, a five point favorite in that game. I think not only will they cover, I think they'll win. I think they'll win by ten points. I like Georgia big in this game. I like Georgia as well. Okay, we we agree. Louisville, Florida State, the Seminoles without their starting quarterback are a one and a half point favorite in the game. If they could beat Florida last week, I believe there's enough players on this team, enough practices, enough snaps for this backup quarterback to do enough to beat Louisville. Louisville really struggled toward the end of the year. They could have lost a couple of games that they pulled out at the end. I, I think Florida State, obviously with a one-and-a-half-point line, is going to cover. If they win, they're going to win. All right, so hear me out. I think Florida State will win, but I think LSU – I mean, not LSU, but Louisville is going to cover. The one-and-a-half? Yeah. So you think it's a one-point game? I think so. Okay. You're going to go – Third quarterback already this late in the season? Like, I get it. Like, it has happened before with Cardell Jones in Ohio State, but, you know. I – I hear you. I think there's enough that they have and enough good athletes to make up for it. Uh, they did win the game over Florida. so They did. I, 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 I give them credit for I, it. I like that. All right, so we differ on that one. Michigan, minus 22 against Iowa. Iowa doesn't score. Now, Michigan's going to win this football game. <laughs> I, one thing Iowa does, do they play defense? And they got a lot of pride, and, you know, they're in the championship game. I think 22 is way too much. I think 14, 17 at the most, not 22. I'm taking Iowa with the points. I do think Michigan's going to win and advance to the college football championship playoff. Give me Michigan. 
So you're taking Michigan. We differ on two. I love that. Oregon, Washington. Oregon is giving away 10 points. Washington already beat them once this year. I know Oregon's playing great down the road. This could be a chance for either one, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, to make a statement. And I'm, I'm waiting for this game to make my Heisman vote. I'd say the LSU quarterback is sitting pretty at the moment. But if one of those guys has an incredible game and and say Washington is 13-0 based on this guy, he already beat with a great throw Oregon the first time. Um, I, I That's crazy that the loser of the first game is giving away 10 points. I, I'm taking Washington in this game. I, I still think Washington's going to find a way to win it. Yeah, if you go back and look at their schedule, like their last three opponents, ranked opponents, Oregon State, they won by two. Utah, they won by seven. USC, they won by ten. It's To me, that lets me know that Washington may or may not win this game, but at least they're going to cover the ten. Yeah. So just give me Washington. Okay, we are in agreement on that one. And then finally, Washington, uh, Washington, SMU takes on Tulane in New Orleans. This is not a neutral site. SMU does not have Preston Stone, their starting quarterback, where they were averaging 40 points a game. They got a backup who did play a little bit earlier because Preston Stone got knocked out of a game or two with concussion-like symptoms. Um, and I, I don't think he's terrible, but he's not Preston Stone. This is SMU. Uh, uh, this is Tulane at home. Michael Pratt, final final go around with the Fiesta Bowl on the line for them. If if Tulane loses this, I think the American loses the chance to go to the New Year's Day six. On top of that, SMU is the team leaving the conference. These are American referees. I think every break is gonna go to Tulane. I'm definitely giving away the three and a half points. I'm taking Tulane. Tulane covers the three. Three and a half. Three and a half, excuse me. Yeah, Yeah, three and a half. All right, so we're in agreement on that. One NFL game, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Um, The Niners are actually the favorite in the game in Philly. And I I am so torn, but Philly's just on this roll that's just incredibly fortunate. San Francisco seems to have their act together. The line is funny. It's like it's a sucker line to bet. The Eagles. I, I I just think their their luck has to run out at some particular point here. I've got to go. I am gonna take and this is tough, but I'm gonna take the Niners in this game. It's a tough one, Zach. You gotta give away three on the road if you're the Niners. The Eagles in this incredible run. What happens? Yeah, so the the Eagles' last couple of games, and I, I'm basing it off the last the, their their last few games. Well, they've, they've come back four in a row for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, the Eagles have won four in a row, loop, right. b- being behind at the half. Right, and they have, and all all their all their games have been close. Even even opponents that they're supposed to like dominate, they've been close. So give me San Fran in the third. Now you and I are agreement on that. All right. So we disagree, basically, on Michigan-Iowa, and we disagree on Louisville-Florida State. Yes. All right. 
wouldn't be shocked if we split. <laughs> to, to be totally honest, I'm sitting in the family leisure studios, and they got several things going on there. So you got to go really check at I-40 and Widden Road because they did have the clearance sale. They had a Black Friday sale, which you know could have been Cyber Monday too. They got everything going on. If you're looking for deals on patio sets, on play gyms, on hot tubs, on swim spas, they got it going. The store has never looked better than it does right now. I-40 and Widden Road, family leisure, family fun, and sales all come together. And you know our title sponsor, that is Homer. And within Homer Skelton Hyundai, there is a Genesis store. It's Genesis of Olive Branch, and it is special. Because there's a special guy that runs it. His name is Vinnie Gerard. Now, over everything is Chris True. He's handed the keys to the Genesis store to Vinny. Vinny's a crazy Canadian who has these crazy offers. If you love luxury, if you love the latest technology, this is the car for you. Genesis cars are great. They really are. I've driven several I've loved every one of them. The SUV is the new hottest thing out there, and they've got special sale prices on the GV70, the smaller SUV, and the GV80, the larger one. And there's financing to go with it. All you got to do is go see Vinny. That is a Genesis of Olive Branch right there at Craft Road, the first exit in Mississippi off Highway 78, which is Lamar in Memphis. Go see what a great buying experience, what a customer experience it's like at Genesis of Olive Branch. Great news. Our friend Glenn Rogers Jr., who of course is a coach at MUS. Oh, I just hit the wrong button. Um, Glenn Rogers Jr., who I know will be calling back momentarily, has been selected to enter the M Club Hall of Fame. So, first off, Glenn, I'm so happy for you. It's so deserving. There's no question about that. Um, and I'm not sure. I know your dad was honored earlier this year. Is is your dad in that M Club Hall of Fame? Are you like the first father-son, maybe, to do that? <laughs> well, good morning, Dave. You're Zach and all our listeners. Uh I, you know, I, I, we got to check on it. Check on that because you know my dad won the Billy J. Murphy Award, and uh, then he was honored at the game last year, and then earlier this year he and uh, uh, Stan Davis. And so, uh, yeah, I got the news a couple weeks ago from uh, one of my teammates, Nyron Hawkins, and Coach Maurice Knight. Uh, they called and shared the news with me. Man, I was so excited. My my wife and I, my daughter, and my dad, my mom, my son, all of us just were so excited to hear the news and. You know, I'm, I'm going in with a good friend of mine, a mentor, Derek Burroughs, another former great Tiger. And uh, he's is, been a close he, friend and a mentor. Is Derek Burroughs the AD at Lane College now? He is the, he's the athletic director at Lane College. Yeah, and, he, uh, he hired Andre yeah, Turner. Exactly. I hired Andre Turner. So uh, I'm just excited to be going in with, with my good friend and my mentor, Derek Burroughs. That is that is fantastic news. Uh, that really is. I'm happy for you and your family. Um, when is that event? That's coming up, right? It's, it's coming up February the 10th. Is the uh, is the banquet, and then uh, they're going to honor us at the February 11th uh, basketball game. Uh, all the inductees, and so uh, it's a good time to be a Tiger Dave. We're nine and three football wise, going to a bowl, and you know I'm going in with my good friend and my mentor Derek Burrows. And, you know, hopefully my dad and I are the first father-son combination. So it's, man, it's just an exciting time in my life, and the holiday season's coming up. I, so I got a lot of time to celebrate with my family. Yeah, I, I, I 
I don't know if there are any other father and son combinations um, that that are in there. So if you guys yeah. are a first, heck, your father was a pioneer already. That, that would exactly. make both of you pioneers. So that would be really cool. Yeah. That is for I'll sure. Tell you. All right, let's get to high school football. Do you realize that Houston being in the championship game at uh, at at the, what is the level level six A? Is that what it is? Yeah, six A. Yeah, six A. Yeah, six A. They're the first Shelby County team in any category since twenty twenty to be in a title game. That's I. That's hard to fathom. Man, I mean, you know, James Thomas, Dave. I'm tell you, he has done an amazing job. Him and his staff of putting their kids in a position to uh, to uh, compete for a state championship tomorrow. And, you know, they play one of the toughest schedules in a long time. A lot of good, solid teams. And I tell you, that that, that schedule has paid off. You know, they came down to the wire with Germantown the first game. And then the second time, I mean, Dave, they really put it on Germantown, who I thought was probably the best team in this area. man, I tell you, they, they went into Germantown, and it, it was a beatdown. My congratulations to Coach Thomas, his staff, and those kids, and the entire Houston program. And hopefully, Dave... Uh, they bring home the gold ball. I think they will. They have a real good chance of bringing home the gold ball. They got defense and speed offense. So their defense is terrific. They're twelve and two. They've won eleven in a row after they had lost to Germantown. Then Oakland is twelve and two as well. Oakland's got a great running game. Houston's defense is outstanding. Uh, the offense is led by their quarterback Ch- uh, Chandler Day. Yep. who has 33 touchdown passes this year. I think that leads the state. 33 touchdown passes. It's a school record for sure at Houston High School. His father, by the way, played baseball for the University of Memphis. Did you know that? I didn't know that, Dave. I did not know that. And let me give you another Memphis connection. Andre Allen is a junior safety in the defensive backfield, one of the leaders of that team for the Houston Mustangs. If that name is familiar to you, his father, Andre Allen Sr., was a member of the 2008 basketball team that was the runner-up in the championship game. Of course, his father wasn't allowed to play in that game. Um, and we'll, 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 we'll get into that another day. But... Uh, and, he's a, and he's a Booker T. Washington high school graduate, Andre yeah. Allen Sr. Andre Allen Sr. went to BTW and was yeah. an outstanding player for the University of Memphis. Now his son, a junior in high school, apparently, uh, is as good at football as his father was at basketball. By the way, his father played football at Booker T. Washington, he too. He did, yeah. and he was very good at it, Dave. He was a real good football player, Andre Allen Sr. was. Yeah. Uh, so if they can stop the Oakland running game, I think they're going to win this game. And, and I think they will, Dave. You know, Coach Thomas and his staff, they they do it. One thing that they really do well is they do a good job, of, to me, is, is run blitzing. They they send backers through gaps, and uh, they disrupt your running game. And, and in turn, they disrupt your passing game because now you got to use your backs to block. It's, uh, they do an excellent job of bringing people. And there's a lot of times you don't know who's coming who's who's not coming. So if, if they can do that and control the running game themselves and they got a good one-two punch, and they pop one of those big runs. Houston has a lot of speed, and and I don't think Oakland has seen anybody with speed like they're going to see tomorrow night, tomorrow with Houston. All right, so uh, we've already got three champions. Middle Tennessee Collegiate School beat Friendship Christian 
or it's Middle Tennessee Christian School, excuse me. Uh, that's D2 single A. So the it's MTCS that's the champ. CPA beat Boyd Buchanan pretty handily. Yeah, Engle Martin is the head coach at CPA. And that's their sixth title in school history. Yep. So they're, they're, they're powerhouses. And then Macaulay He's beat... He's got them rolling. Macaulay beat Baylor 34-28 last night. Now, here's yeah. something of note. Aren't both those schools boarding schools? Both are boarding schools located in Chattanooga today. From what I understand, they had crowd. They had a, a humongous crowd there last night, up into the up into, you know, up in the thousands to see that game. And, and Max Prep raised one of the most uh, meaningful watch games uh, in, in in recent in, in recent history because uh, it was a lot of people in Chattanooga that was very interested in that game. And both schools are powerhouses. I mean, they're boarding schools. Will Muschamp's son is a uh, at Baylor, uh, Baylor got an Alabama commitment at receiver, and uh, you know Macaulay has guys, and so that, that was a that was a big time. And both those schools got at least a month between the two, and they probably got about twenty five Canadians on the team. Well, here here is a point that some writer um, in the uh, commercial appeal chain, uh, which I guess is the USA Today Network, right? Yeah, exactly. That, this 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 prep writer made the point. Two advantages that those schools have. One, they're both in Chattanooga. It's a yeah. home field advantage, which this thing should be rotated, and it never is. It it's should just, be rotated It's around. just an it amazing scam that the TSSAA absolutely screws the western part of Tennessee every single year. That's one. Yeah. Number two, that it is an amazing advantage to be a boarding school. That you can get, as you just mentioned, all these Canadians, you can get people that are really good players from all over the country to come they're, play Dave, for around you. around the world. Around the world. They got their, their soccer and uh, track team. They have guys from uh, Kenya and Ethiopia. So they they, they got they recruit around the world. <laughs> Man, that that is such an advantage. And I don't know if you can legislate to, to protect other schools or what you can do about it, but it does seem crazy to me. Uh, Glenn, uh, I know you got the AutoZone Liberty Bowl All-Star Game in your house a week from tomorrow. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to a lot of, lot of young men. We got a, a bunch of guys playing in. Just a lot of kids in there excited to be playing in that game, last high school game. And it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Uh, next uh, Saturday, Hall Dolph. I guarantee it is. And congrats again to you on making the M Club Hall of Fame. Thank you, my friend. And go Tigers, go and go out. There you go, Tigers tomorrow in Oxford. Oh, that is going to be a lot of fun. We take a break very quickly. When we come back, we go to Chicago. We talk NBA with our agent from Priority Sports, Andy Schiffman, is right around the corner. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Wolotion. Welcome back into Chicago. We go momentarily. We will talk to our agent from Priority Sports, Memphian, Andy Schiffman, on the NBA in a second. He's brought to you by Grind City Brewing. That's 
the company that's taken care of beerness in Memphis, and they have for a while. This started as a dream years ago, father-son combination, and they made that dream a reality in a big way. And if you haven't had a Grind City beer yet, you are really missing out. Let's start with the number one seller. That's the Pilsner. Poppy's Pills, just what the doctor ordered. I promise you, you will love that Pilsner. There's the India Pale Ale they call the Godhopper. It's outstanding. If you like amber lagers, there's nothing better. And it's a fairly new product called Thaddeus. If you're a Blue Moon kind of person, Belgian-style wheat ale, they got a Belga. If you uh, are really interested, this is unique because I don't think I've ever had a malt liquor beer like this. It's called Tiger Tail. And it's got a little more of an alcoholic kick into it, so you got to be careful. But it is not like a uh, malt liquor that you've had or your father had or your grandfather had. It's unique. It's all Grind City. Grind City Brewing, again, taking care of beerness in Memphis. So to Chicago we go. The Grizzlies, Andy Schiffman, they finally won a home basketball game. And, and I looked at these. You know, everybody around here is in the blues thinking how bad it is. The uh, The Grizzlies are just the third worst team. There's three teams, actually, the fourth worst team. Three teams worse than the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's hard to believe, Dave, and you look up, we've talked about it for the last several weeks now, and sadly, my prediction came true, four wins for the month of November, uh, but they look good against Utah, and Utah's coming off two games where they beat New Orleans, I believe, back-to-back, and New Orleans is a good basketball team, so that, hopefully, this win the other night, Wednesday night in Memphis, uh, Grizzlies will get a little more confidence, a little more momentum, maybe. Going into December, of course, it doesn't get any easier because you look at their schedule, right? You're on the road tonight in Dallas. Then you go back-to-back on the road in Phoenix. And then, as you said, one of the worst teams in the league that just cannot string together a win is Detroit. And Memphis is going to play there pretty soon. They're 2-17. and they, It's been tough to watch Detroit. It's disappointing, the Pistons, Dave, because they're a team that last year, two years ago, rather, made some strides. Then, obviously, Kate Cunningham got injured, uh, missed majority, if not all, the season last year. And now that he's back, he's playing great basketball. I was a little more optimistic that the Pistons would be a little more competitive in some of these games this year. And what, what, you know, they've had some injuries. What do you think it is? Durant's playing well, uh, or at least he was to begin the year. You, you're even sitting um, James Wiseman, the big guy. Right. Uh, and I don't know if he's a lost cause. What is interesting, I was mentioning there are worst teams. This this team is really, at this moment, the worst team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They've lost 17 in a row. They they did not win a game in the month of November. It has yeah, been they eight, since late October. eight years was ago. That's the last time a team went winless in a whole month. That's, that's incredible. It is. It is incredible. And to your point, what is it? It's hard to say because, look, they've got good young players. I don't believe they know how yet to play as a team. And they got a great coach, Monty Williams, first year there. I think he's still figuring it out. I think he had a lot of veterans when he had the success he had in Phoenix. You don't have that in Detroit. You've got good young players like Jaden Ivey, like Jalen Duran, like Cade Cunningham, and uh, Star Thompson, the rookie. Um, but you don't have that proven veteran guy. One of our guys there, Joe Harris, could be that guy, but he's been banged up. He's been injured. I've got Isaiah Livers there as well, a young player in his third year. But, you know, He's been dealing with an ankle injury, so he's coming back now. Uh, should provide some shooting depth, but again, just this 
veteran presence that these young guys can look to uh, to establish some sort of consistency and just cohesiveness. They lack that, and I think I think you absolutely need that if you're a young team trying to find your direction in this league. I I, I was just doing numbers, you know, looking at these teams. You know, uh, I, I think you had to be 500 to make the play in last year. The Grizzlies, if they were to win two more games in the stretch before Jot, two out of the eight, they would be 13 games under 500. So they'd have to go 13 games over 500 in the next 57 games. It seems like it's tough, but doable, especially if there's other teams in the league that are not playing really good. Right. Um, it, it, in your mind, can the Grizzlies make the make the play in position? Can they? Yes, but I think what you will need to see, to your point, Dave, you will have to get lucky with some of the other competitive teams out there vying for those spots, vying for those six, seven, eight, nine, ten spots. Uh, deal with some injuries, and you never want to wish injury upon any player. But if you're a Grizzlies fan, you're going to have to see uh, a l- get a little bit of luck in that regard, and you're going to have to have a healthy Luke Kennard that is shooting the ball consistently from three, which seems like he's been able to prove that in his time in the NBA. You're going to have to have a healthy Marcus Smart doing what he came here to do. And people always talk about Marcus and what's he going to bring to the Grizzlies, and obviously he's been injured with this ankle injury since the Lakers game a couple of weeks ago. But again, I think the jury's still out with Marcus. How good can he be on a team without Jason Tatum, without Jalen Brown? It remains to be seen. Uh... So I'm interested to see how he plays when Ja comes back. But you you have to have some consistency, and they lack that right now. With with all these guys out, Dave, you see it in these, these last few games. Every team is just throwing everything they have defensively at Desmond and Jaron, and they're making other guys beat them. And, you know, Taylor threw David Roddy in the starting lineup Wednesday night uh, over my guy Santi, just experimenting. Right. I can respect that. He had a good game. Yeah. Credit to David Roddy. But is he someone you can count on every single night? No. Uh, well, they had a great and, they had a great first half. The second half wasn't so great. Let me exactly. let me tell you the key to that game in my mind was Derrick Rose. Rose yep. played out of his mind. Uh, can he do that on a fairly regular basis? That would go a long way when you get back Jaw and 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 Marcus and Rose continues if he gives you even 13, 14 really good minutes. Yep. You're in good shape if he can do that. I just don't know if he can. Well, he's played really well when his minutes have increased ever since the, the Phoenix game on the 24th. And what I like about his performance in Utah at the Utah game, he was the facilitator, and they need that. You see these other teams that are beating Memphis, they're moving the ball, they're moving, they're cutting. I was at the uh, Phoenix and Minnesota games, and especially that Minnesota game where they just got blasted. There were too many possessions, Dave where guys would stand around the perimeter just ball-watching. There's no movement. There's no cutting. That requires the defense to exert zero energy and effort on the defensive end. It's the easiest thing to, to defend. And you see these other teams, they're, they're, there's constant motion. And I think you have Desmond and Jaron that are heck of, two heck of basketball players, and they're very talented. But I think they've become a little bit frazzled when all of a sudden the ball's in their hands and they don't know what to do, and guys are double-teaming them, and you see them being forced into taking bad shots, and they feel like they probably don't have much help out there. So I think Taylor's going to continue to experiment with lineups uh, until you do have a consistently healthy lineup, including Ja, including Marcus, including Luke, 
when these guys come back remains to be seen to me. You may have heard something differently. Uh, I think Santi's been a bright spot. I think he's played well. He's been much more aggressive, which is something that we've been working on. But you just got to, you know, are they going to win uh, in Dallas? Are they going to win in Phoenix? Look, probably not. Probably the crazier not. things have probably happened, not. you know. I think, I think there's two in there, and, and those two would help you uh, to just be 13 games under 500 when Ja gets here. Because I do think you can go 13 games over if he plays in, let's see, that's 57 games. If he plays in 52 of the games, okay, because you know he's going to miss some. Yeah. Um, and you do get back Marcus Smart and Kennard. You know, it'd be great if you got Brandon Clark back too toward the end of the year. That that would be helpful as a push. I guess we'll all have to wait and see. In season tournament now in the knockout round, I guess to the quarterfinals. A success yep. or not a success in your mind? I think it's been a huge success. The players all love it. Uh, I think the fans have enjoyed it. I think it does wonders for TV ratings. What you will see now in these last few games of the in-season tournament coming up, uh, people will be tuned in. Uh, I'm planning on going to Milwaukee Tuesday for their game against New York, and I'm interested to see on a Tuesday night in Milwaukee against the Knicks what the crowd will look like knowing that it is a cup game. Uh, And then we can circle back on that next Friday, but I think the fans have really bought in. I know the players have and incentivizes these players, obviously financially, but just the competitive aspect to know that Hey, our team won the inaugural in-season tournament. I think teams are really have really bought into it, and they're not they're not taking this as, as lightly. They're not looking at these games as cupcake games, or hey, let's use an opportunity here to rest a player or manage this or, or experiment with that lineup. I think they want to win, and I think that's great because typically, as you know, during an 82 game NBA season, you don't have teams focused on trying to necessarily win every single game. Uh, here in early December. I think what they're more focused on is keeping their players healthy going into that second half of the season. But here, I think teams are treating this as the NBA playoff. I, I think the TV ratings are up, so they're they're successful in that regard. I don't know about the in-house crowds. Maybe they are. Uh, a couple of things I don't like. I, I think the floor, I understand why they did it. They wanted to differentiate. Yeah. This yeah. is not just regular season. This is a different kind of a game. I think we knew that anyway. I could do without the floor. And, you know, those floors are not cheap. That's a, it's an added expense to the league. But if they want to spend yeah. it, go ahead. And the other thing is an unintended consequence. And that is, according to the players, I'll quote them, disrespect to the game, when they put point differential in as a tiebreak, they opened up the door yep. to being up 30 and doing hack-a-shack on players. And I, yep. I think that rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, you saw that. Um, they did that again. Who was it? Uh, Boston did that the other night here in Chicago against Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. just trying to accumulate points. I, I, I do agree with that point. I don't think that's good for the game. I think it upsets a lot of players on the opposite end of some of these losses. For sure, upsets a lot of coaches. But playing devil's advocate, that's just part of the game. The winning team is entitled to do whatever they need to do to win to win uh, these games, to win the in-season tournament. And if that means to accumulate points, so be it. Uh, the other team could have been in that position. They weren't. They lost. Uh, this is just part of it. So we'll see what happens here when these games start up. Uh, you know, next week. Uh, I well, think that, it's that's be... no longer in play, right? I mean, point differential doesn't matter from right. here. Right, point differential. You win, and you're out. in. You lose. Say goodbye. So, who do you have? I mean, looking at this bracket here, you got 
the Lakers and the Suns are playing Tuesday, and then they're going to play the winner of Sacramento, New Orleans. Then the other end of the bracket in the East, you got the Bucks, the Knicks, Pacers, and Boston, which I think will be a great game. Yeah, I, 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 I think Boston's going to win the whole thing. I tend to agree. Um, I don't really see anyone in the West that could is just a clear front runner. I, I'm with you on Boston, but Indiana's played some really good basketball, so I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if Indiana really competes and takes Boston down to the wire. I wouldn't be completely shocked, to be honest, if they win. But I would pick Boston. Uh, I, I don't know about Milwaukee. They could very easily lose that game. And then out of the West. I, I I, but really that's in Milwaukee. Up. I don't see them losing that game. I, I don't. Did you watch? The, I mean, they, they, they ended up winning. But this game against Portland on Sunday that they had to fight and crawl back into win. Portland had them on the ropes in Milwaukee. They had a 23-point lead. Uh, so yeah. the Bucks might emerge victorious. But I don't know if they have enough in the tank to beat Boston. Here, here's one of the things I find incredibly interesting. Um, you mentioned Indy; they were the darlings early. Now they they've, temp- t- they've uh, tempered off a little bit. How about Orlando? Where yeah. is this? The Magic have won eight in a row. They're now thirteen and five. They're actually in second place behind Boston in the East. Is this yep. just a, a little role that they're on, or do you think that they will be a factor the rest of the way? I think I think they're the real deal. Uh, I think you saw that towards the end of the year last year. They put together some nice games, and they did a really good job building this team. They drafted young point guard who's still learning and developing, but kudos to the Orlando staff to giving him an opportunity, Anthony Black, the freshman point guard out of Arkansas. And then you've got players now that are proven uh, mainstays and, and maybe borderline all-stars one day, but they're playing really high-level basketball. Franz Wagner... Uh, his brother Mo Wagner's on the team. Paolo Bancaro, obviously, is proving why he was the number one pick. And I think they're all playing really well as a team. And now, granted, they've had a relatively easy schedule during the month of November compared to some of these other teams. But, I mean, you've got guys coming off the bench like Cole Anthony putting up big numbers. They've done a great job developing Goga Batazzi, the big who was drafted by the Pacers a few years ago and uh, one step away from being out of the league altogether. Now he's one of their starters in their front court. Obviously, they got Jalen Suggs, who, again, was questionable his rookie year, what he would bring. So I think they've done a really good job developing and sticking with their young players that they've drafted. Again, this is a team they have built through the draft. They haven't gone out there and landed some huge free agent. They signed our guy Joe Ingles, who's been a great veteran presence for them. But you look at these players, this is what you saw in Denver, right? This is what you saw in Oklahoma City, building through the draft. And and just growing from there, and they're doing it. I don't see Jokic on that on that team, but but I I get your point. That's for sure. Yep, yep. Last thing, LeBron passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar most minutes ever played, uh, and he says when Bronny makes his debut with USC, his son, he's missing. If there's a game that night, he's missing it. And I go right on LeBron. You deserve that right to go see your son debut as a college player. Well, absolutely. Things are bigger than basketball, and look, I'm not a father. But as a father, I would have to imagine that's going to be a pretty remarkable memory for him and his family to be there when he makes his debut. And I, I think he would remember that versus just another NBA game where he's going to put up 30 points. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I was thinking about it. He's, make, he's averaging 25 points a game, right? Is So he's 38. The guy we already mentioned, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who he just passed in minutes played in the, in the league, 
they may be the two greatest old players. I think, I'm trying to think of other guys. John Havlicek was really good as an old player. Anybody you can think of that is in the league of those guys that, that played so – I mean, 25 points a game at age 38, that's like crazy. Well, you do see players play into north of 35, and we have we have a few. We've had a few over the years, but to that level, to your point, no. And he's still – maybe not consistently every single night, but you're still seeing plenty of moments this season from LeBron where you're like, this guy's almost 40 he, years old and he's, he's still doing it. He, he is playing at an all-star level at the age and, of and he's not And he's not an all-star, Dave, just because he's LeBron James. No, he's, no. Like, he's proving it. No, no, the numbers show it. There, uh, and, uh, no question about it. Uh, have a great weekend, my friend, and uh, we will do this again next Friday. All right, thanks, Dave. You got it. That's our agent. In Chicago, that is Andy Schiffman. He is brought to you in part by Conway. Reputable services available seven days a week at 384-3511. If you've got a need, any need, that's heating, electric, pool, uh, cl- uh, plumbing, cooling, just call 384-3511. I like to say Conway to the rescue. And this portion of the show is brought to you by the Eflin Insurance team. They do things a different sort of way. They collaborate. They get to know you. They know your family, what's important, what your budget is. And then they will protect you, I promise. Your car, your home, life insurance, they take care of you. They'll do the same thing if you own a small to mid-sized business. They'll get to know your family. They'll get to know you. They're, you get to know your product. They'll get to know your employees. They'll kind of ask you to forecast out what you expect in the next few years. What's your budget to protect you? And then, voila, you get the best commercial insurance. All you got to do is call this number. It is 386-GUR, 901-386-4777. That spells out GUR because they're big Tiger supporters. Get protected the right way, the collaborative way. Call the Eflin Insurance Team. Back in a minute, Brian Takas will join us in studio. We'll talk Tigers football. We'll talk Tigers basketball. It's right around the corner. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. I uh, forgot to mention Tiger Woods yesterday. So excited about him coming back. Very pedestrian. Three over 75. That's eight shots behind Brian Harmon and Tony Fino. He's 18th, which sounds good on paper, but there's only 20 players uh, in this Hero Challenge. But no pain. That that is the, the good thing. About that, we're going to talk some tigers in a minute with Brian Tankus. He's brought to you in part by Sheldon Sheldon Rosengarten, Mark Spensdorf. He's told people for years the real estate market doesn't stop for the holidays, and he sold homes on New Year's Eve, on Christmas Eve, and the day before Thanksgiving. Well, just recently, he sold a house on Thanksgiving Day. Now, that's pretty crazy when you think of the market isn't quite as hot as it was, but it's still active. And that's why people say when you want the job done, you got to call Sheldon. He's able to guide you to prepare your home to 
beat the competition using that highly successful strategic marketing program. And what's even more unique is he tells people, talk to two or three real estate agents. Just make sure he's one of them. And then you know he's your guy to get you to the closing table. Call 483-0546. That's 483-0546. Or go to memphisrelocate.com. Last time we spoke, Mikey Williams, Brian Tegas, we were talking nine felonies, 30 years in jail, didn't look good according to a writer at Yahoo Sports, Mm -hmm. and then yesterday, please, one guilty count, which will become a misdemeanor if he goes to counseling Mm -hmm. and does 80 hours of service, and next summer, he's free to play basketball. Man, that's... A misdemeanor from nine <laughs> felony counts, that's pretty good lawyering, lawyering I guess. Yeah, a good lawyer, and we, we've been kind of talking about uh, this case for a while, and, and mainly because of, of how many times it was pushed back and, and all the delays in it. And I guess uh, they knew what they were doing, and, and his lawyer did a really good job. And, and you're right, I mean, you, you get this done, and I think he'll get all this this done immediately um and then by by next summer he'll be good i saw people tweeting out yesterday i guess uh you know saying i guess technically memphis just got their uh second uh, unofficial yeah. commit for uh for 2024 so no it's it's exciting i didn't expect to get that news yesterday but uh here we I, are that stunned me because yeah. i i wasn't sure he'd ever play no. basketball again based no. on that yahoo's you know and mm-hmm. they were talking to lawyers uh, so this, this is a major turn. There are some people that think he's going to come right away. University uh, it has not yet made mm-hmm. a statement, and I, I kind of hope they do yeah. uh, because you know it's going to come up in the postgame tomorrow in Oxford. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping they'll, they'll say something. My guess would be, and this is just my, my guess, and mm-hmm. it's really – I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't talked to Penny. I haven't mm-hmm. talked to Laird Veach. Nobody. I'm just saying this. Uh, it would be impossible for him to come now. Yeah. He's, it would seem to me he's got to take those classes mm-hmm. in San Diego. He's yeah. got to do the community, community service. service in San yeah. Diego. But it would seem to me because I think the – Final court date is right before he would report mm-hmm. for summer. Yep. So I, w- I would have to think he will come next mm-hmm. summer. And, I mean, if you've gone through all that process and yep. you're now – it's one misdemeanor that you've done the time – why wouldn't you give the kid a second chance? Absolutely, and I think uh, you know, I was some of my buddies were texting me uh, last night about it and asking, you know, will he be able to play um, this season? Will you know, will he be on the team? And I think it was uh, Parthi Badaya from uh, from the Daily Memphian who uh, interviewed his lawyer, and his lawyer said that they intentionally set or tried to get um, his sentencing date on August 12th because that would be right before um, he was supposed to report for Memphis, which I thought was was really positive news to hear because I've had conversations um, with people in the past about would he even come next season, you know, being committed this year, being this was supposed to be his freshman season, obviously J.J. Taylor, um, they were supposed to go in together. Would he at that point even want to come to Memphis or would he go somewhere else, overseas, ignite, you know, what what would the, the possibilities be after that? So I thought that report was very very positive last night on on him actually coming to the university, and it, it sounds like he's uh, he's all in on being a tiger. Well, and I can't remember if it was Parth or Jason Munns mm-hmm. that had the story with the lawyer, yeah, for uh, Mikey Williams, mm-hmm. who said we've been in contact with yeah. both Laird Veach mm-hmm. and Penny Hardaway, so they've been in lockstep here. So that would make you think the kid's going to come. He's going to come yeah. next summer. He'll be a part of that class. Who's the other kid they send? Is another? It's a combo guard, right? Yeah, it's, guard? Uh, I forget his name, but he's a he's a six four six three guard yeah. uh, from. 
down in Texas, about a three or four star, I think a four star recruit. So. Yeah, a good start to yeah, your recruiting. Let's face it, he's going to get back Ashton. Mm-hmm. He could have back Carl Sharon yep. Font. If Mikey comes, probably JJ, JJ, JJ Taylor would yeah. say he's got a long way to go, JJ. Yeah. Um, and and then. You know, he's going to use the portal. Absolutely. And I there's think no that's, doubt. A, that's a really good core to, yeah. to start off with and then go attack the portal. All right. I am personally very worried yeah. about the game tomorrow in Oxford. Memphis has lost the last three times they played there. Mm-hmm. last ten games have been split 5-5. Memphis did win last year at yeah. home. This is a different team. Mm-hmm. This is a Chris Beard team. Yep. This is... Uh, Flanagan that they got mm-hmm. from Auburn. Yep. They got the point guard that had, had come from um, – where the heck did he come from? Uh, I forget which school, but it's at St. Peter's. Yes. yes. Who's, he's a pretty good player. Good he player. played really good yeah. against NC State. Uh-huh. Murray. Oh, yeah. Then, you, you know, you got Morrell, who uh-huh. is a we former Memphis kid from yeah. Whitehaven who's going to play his heart sure out. Does, you yeah. you can guarantee, be guaranteed mm-hmm. of that. Now they got Musa Cisse back. They mm-hmm. got Sharp, who played yeah. for um, – Rick Stansbury yeah. last year at Western Kentucky, and it's in Oxford. I, yeah. I mean, I, the line's not out yet. Everybody says Memphis is going to be big-time favorite. I would not be shocked if, if Ole Miss was favored by a point in this game. No, I, I wouldn't either, and I think, uh, you know, if you, you know, I, I've watched a, a handful of Ole Miss games this year when I when I can, but I've been keeping up with what they've been doing, and a lot of those early wins in the season were, you know, one point, two points, very close down the stretch, um, needed some big shots late in the game to win them. But that that win against NC State was really impressive. I did not see that coming. Um, I really thought NC State would beat them, uh, even though it was a home game for Ole Miss. Uh, but now you got Musa Cisse back. Um, we know uh, his ties with Memphis, but he is he's really improved uh, since going to uh, Oklahoma State. Really good rebounder. Obviously, we know what he can do as a shot blocker. Um, and you pair him with, uh, with Sharp down low. And, uh, you know, the interior play has been kind of an issue for the Tigers to start the season. And they're going up against um, two guys I think can really give them trouble. Now, I'm curious to see how much Musa Cisse will play tomorrow. Just kind of getting back. I know Chris Beard um, last night on Reb Talk was was talking a little bit about it. And he said they're trying to make sure he's good, make sure he's he's ready to go for Saturday. I think he'll he'll play a lot. He's going to play. Come he, on. He, he's going to play Beard a lot. Beard is going to play that guy. Oh, yeah. There's no question in my mind about it. Uh, and you know, people forget. I he's he was always a good rebounder. Oh yeah, he was always a pretty good defensive mm-hmm. player. He was the freshman of the year in the American. Yes, four years ago or yes. three years ago, whatever the heck it mm-hmm. is. Uh, and then he was on the all defensive team for the Big Twelve. Yeah, the last year yeah, he was a really good player. So at, at you know, State. this they're going to play him. I yes. promise you, because yes. you know it doesn't. You know, Beard's. Schemes are probably a little more complex than just anybody. Sure. But I, I think you catch on to those defensive schemes pretty well. I don't yeah. think they care if he does a lot no. offensively. They got enough weapons now. Yeah, Brayfield field plays mm-hmm. the way he did against NC State. You know Murray's going to play good against, I yep. mean, Morrell's going to play good against Memphis. I Breakfield, wow. I mean, <laughs> no, that's uh, a, he came out really of nowhere. Team. Yeah, it's, so, it's a good team, and I think Musa Cisse, I mean, all you really need him to do, what he did really well at Oklahoma State was grab rebounds, put backs, just be around the rim, um, and be a rim protector, and I think I think you'll get that from him on Saturday. I'm going to tell you what, they're going to be really good when they get Cisse ingratiated, yeah. and plus there's another kid. Yeah, another Murray. Um, Murray, <laughs> yeah. Brandon Murray, yeah, right? Brandon Murray. Who right. just transferred from Georgetown, mm-hmm. who started at LSU, I yeah. believe. When he's eligible, they probably will do that after the after the break. Usually, yeah. isn't that when they do those mm-hmm. things? Yeah, that's that's going to be a good team. It is. It is. And you're right. I mean, it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a really exciting game on Saturday. All right, we're going to run a little long here. I'm sure Johnny Radio mm-hmm. won't mind. 
uh, Malik Feaster today yes. announced he's going to the NFL, yeah. which shocked me. Uh-huh. And, and I'll tell you why it shocked me. Because he's not going to make the NFL. No. I don't know who's telling him he's going to make the NFL. And wouldn't you rather I, – I wouldn't blame him if he got in the portal if he didn't think he yeah. was you know, going to be a factor here. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you go somewhere where you would get on IL money for that last year? Yeah, you would think so. That one was a, was a shock to me. I mean, seeing some of the – you know, Tevin Carter, Davian Carter, those those didn't really surprise Davian me. Davian Carter surprised um, me. He was a starter. Yeah, but I – I must have. There's some tampering going on there. Yes, I've heard there's, there's some schools that are coming after him hard. Um, but, you know, Malik. Feaster surprised me yesterday. Like you said, I mean, um, was not a guy that really jumped out um, at, at really any time this season, and, and to say he's going to go to the NFL, but this is a guy, I mean, this is his third school now um, that he's been at, and, and maybe he's just you know, tired of the college process and, and maybe seeing if he can get somewhere or maybe one of these spring leagues or CFL. And, and He said and NFL draft. He, did, he didn't say CFL no. or USFL yeah. or XFL. Unfortunately, most guys say the they, NFL draft. Yeah, I don't think he's got a chance on no. that. Thank you, my friend. By the way, Thank you, Seattle cracking. Out of, yeah. out of your mind? How about this that? hat? The new hat for the uh, Winter Classic I, coming I, I, up? I, I, oh, I mean, I, if I were you, I'd be oh, ashamed man. to wear that after <laughs> what my Blackhawks did to them wow, earlier this week. My terrible Blackhawks. Beat them 4-2 earlier in the week. Thank mm. you for dropping by. Thank we appreciate you. that. We'll be listening to you in stats. That's 3-6 to six on Sports Time a little bit later today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hope we see you down in Oxford. We'll reconvene on Monday. Johnny Radio is coming your way in a minute, but i got to remind you, get to the Spirit Shop. See Eddie Connor. The weekend's here. So many reasons to maybe sip a spirit and enjoy the weekend. Maybe you're going to celebrate tomorrow's W by the Tigers over the Rebels, if that is to be the case. Or high school championships. Maybe you're a Houston Mustang. Maybe you'll be sipping something good to cheer them on. Anyway, you go 4848 Poplar. That's Poplar in St. Nick. Go see Eddie Connor. Get an education about all kinds of spirits. It could be incredible wines that are already rare or those that will be, that are up-and-comers. Same thing with tequilas or vodkas or bourbons. He's got the best, and he's got some bargains. All you got to do is go in and ask. It's that little log cabin down from Clark Tower, Poplar in St. Nick. It's the Spirit Shop. Have a great weekend, everybody.